No, I don't. It's, it seems a, a long old thing, aren't they? Last home game of a, uh, a campaign going mm. into it. it there have been some real ups and downs this season. How, how sort of satisfied are you with, with where you find yourself? It's, it's not really about satisfaction. It's just about recognition that the progress that we've made is, is probably um, more significant this season. And we're, in a, we're coming into a summer where I think our, our position as a football club is probably more stable and we're able to look forward with a bit more optimism. So it, but that, of course, brings different sorts of pressures. So I think it would be fair to say that going into next season, we would all have uh, greater expectations as to what is possible. I think that's the, the fairest way of putting it. That doesn't mean that, you know, success is guaranteed, but it means we're better placed to be, I think, more competitive. We've got players who have come through our ranks who have got another year's um, appearances. And uh, I think that's really important, a bit more experience. Um, and clearly we'll be looking to add to the squad as well. So, the, you know, the, the team has really evolved quite nicely. And that must be gratifying that you, sort of, you set out your plans and at the start of the season you'd have wanted to end it higher than you, you're going to. Mm. But when you've got a direction of travel and you can see the improvements, does that sort of give you, you know, hope that where you want to be is not actually that far away? Well, hopefully that will be the case. I mean, but look, you, you open by saying there's ups and downs. Uh, I don't feel that the downs have been anywhere near as frustrating as we've had in the past. Um, that's my own perspective. Uh, everybody's entitled to how they view that. But, of course, it's um, we've, we've been able to not just improve as a team and players within the side uh, make some significant uh, improvements to their own games. Uh, we've got uh, more durability behind the scenes. There's a much better connection and continuity of delivery between uh, academy sides and the first team operation. So they're all things which add layers underneath what you see on a match day. Uh, but they're all they're all going to hopefully underpin success in the future for for many years to come. So uh, I think that's that's uh, something that we internally need to always reflect on to make sure that we keep getting that right. Um, so, but look, the biggest thing for me it, it's about winning football matches. We still have come up a little bit shorter than we would have liked to have done. Um, of course, but uh, uh, I still feel that we're in a better place this year than, than we certainly were at the end of last year. And what you said about players improving, I, mean, I think I could probably come up with a good half dozen, probably more than that, mm. first team regulars who are better as we come to the end of the season than they were at the start. And, and it kind of seems obvious, but actually sat in this position, there have been plenty of seasons where I, I couldn't say that about mm. whether it's this club or, or others that we cover. Yeah, it's not just young players. I think some of our more established players have have, uh, have had really good seasons. So, 
Um, we've just got to try and make sure that our, our ability to win games that we're not at our best improves. That's where we've still been uh, you know, unable to, to really push on. We've had spells where we've played pretty well in, in lots of games. Um, we've lost games that we've played well in. Um, yeah, we feel as though we've not had rubber the green with <laughs> decisions for another season. But look, that that's that's just life, I'm afraid, and we have to get on with it. And uh, we've got to affect what we can affect. So we come up against a side at, at, at the weekend in Burnley who are the epitome of a efficient championship side, all right, albeit uh, one year in the championship because it came down from the from uh, the Premier League. But their last season in the Premier League was a difficult experience for them. Change of manager from a very, um, very structured and successful model which um, came to have a difficult time. And so, you know, their achievements this year have been... Have been really quite fascinating to observe from the outside, but they've been, they've been a really, uh, really good side. And their, their ability to outrun teams is also, it's not just about outplaying, it's outrunning. That's where we've made big changes this year as well. We're, 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 we're a, a, a much more fitter team across the board. Um, and that will reflect how we recruit as well. And I'm interested in because it could some teams that come down don't get it right and we've seen you know, yeah. teams really badly struggle it, it seems that he's affected a change in, in a very short amount of time that having money helps with that but but that he's been very impressive yeah but uh, I mean look he, he's, he's he's a really decent guy when you come across him um, and uh, very focused um, uh, you know, and he's experienced maybe a difficult introduction when he was at Anderlecht in some ways, but he's got the right group around him, and he's—I think he's been—you uh, know—I would expect him to get the Championship Manager of the Year because he's done a—he's done a, a wonderful job, and, and you know, I take my hat off to him. And as a final home game of the season, it's one to really save because they have been the best team in the division. Mm -hmm. You play tend to play quite well against teams who play a little bit of football, decent crowd, hopefully all set for, for a really good occasion. Yeah, but but I'd still rather win a bad game. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, this is where we have to adjust our thinking somewhat. And that is, you know, it's, it, it is about entertaining, but it's about winning and we need to find ways of you know, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be a side that entertains people but doesn't win. So that's where I, I think we've got more threat now than when we played them earlier in the season. That doesn't mean that it's going to be any easier. They're, they are. They've developed over the course of the season themselves, and 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 so um, you know they they've had one or two hiccups along the way, of course. But every side does that. Um, but they've got an opportunity of finishing above 100 points, and there aren't too many sides to have done that. Uh, and I'm sure that'll be their that'll be their target. Uh, just finally, squad-wise, any Brompton Brews, anything that's going to cause problems for the weekend? No, we've got Thomas who who comes back into the squad, which is really positive 
for us, but I think for him as well. Um, it will be, I think, very encouraging f for us and for him to, to get some pitch time out of him over over the last two fixtures. So um, uh, that is, we're in a relatively positive situation in terms of, uh, of where we are fitness-wise. Obviously, we can't get the, the long-termers back. Uh, this season, but you know we've we've continued to work hard on and off the pitch to to keep the availability high, so that the competition on match days is still still there. And and, and as I've pointed out numerous times, I want the players to drive the competition. Um, if we do that, and it's and it's a really healthy competition, it means that we'll have players who have better motivation. Okay, cheers. Oh, I just wanted to pick up something you said in last week's press conference about achieving um, targets off the pitch that have helped with performances on it. Can you just yeah. go into specifics about kind of what you meant, meant by that? Well, yeah, I think you know on the financial side of it, we've been trying to reduce the wage bill and, 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 and try and set some sort of a, uh, a wage structure which is more competitive and fairer and, and those types of uh, those types of issues really I mean it, it, it's a difficult thing to juggle um, improving a side without being able to invest lots of money in terms of fees for players but you can still invest your time and energy in the players that you have and we will always try and do that and so it means when we do go out and spend money we'll be spending money in a way which uh, we are both competitive with, but we're very mindful of the fact we don't want to waste it. Because if the right players aren't available, I'll go with what I've got. That's always been my... I've, I've had that um, philosophy everywhere I've worked. I'm not collecting players just because all of a sudden we might have the ability to go out and buy players. Um, and at the moment, we've, we've set down internally um, a plan which we think will give us an opportunity to to be more competitive of course there could be a bit of flexibility in either direction but we'll just see how that pans out I don't want to make too many um, statements that that you'll then put to print and hold hold to my name it, it's because it doesn't work like that it works I have to be flexible with how I work uh, and I think we have to uh, collectively, internally, have that uh, both ability and uh, understanding that, that there will always be decisions to be made which um, will affect the process and the, the speed with which we can affect change. So that for me is, is one of the important things. We're, we'll, we'll continue to work hard to to make us competitive or to, to allow us to be more competitive. Um, but, you know, just this morning in training, we've had uh, three of the youngsters uh, training with us, one of them for the first time. And I think it's just good to be able to look at players. The close season will be a very important period for some of those players to make improvements. We'll have a, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the future because we've got games to play, but, but to give you an idea of what, we, what we're looking at time frame wise, we'll, we'll try and do some early business. But then we'll also be looking to see how our younger players have developed over the summer.
they're all things that, that we need to consider. But look, the bottom line is this. Our, our internal, the culture that we've, that the, that the players are very much a part of creating is about having really healthy competition, um, relative fairness. I can't say that football's ever going to be fair because it's not. There's always going to be uh, grumpy players somewhere. But I want it to be a, a healthy competition within the club. And I want us to, to aim higher. I want, us to, uh, I want us to have expectations, but I also want us to be, uh, to understand where we are too. And that is not just us internally, but it's about being forthright and open with our fan base. Simple as that. So on, on, or on the topic of recruitment, how important is versatility when looking at new players? I don't want, I don't want a group of players who are just all versatile. No, we've got some versatile players. Um, uh, you know, we, we need some specialists as well. If you, if you just have versatile players, then, you know, um, I think Zach Vine is a really good example of a player who's played in one position for a whole season. He's had a, the best season of his career, probably. Whereas before we played him, sitting midfield player, right back, centre back, you name it, he's played it. And he's been out on loan and he's matured very well this year. Uh, and and had a as it has had an excellent season, um, so versatility is important. But uh, I would rather the team be versatile rather than I want specialists as well within the squad. So on Alex Scott winning the Young Player of the Season awards, great achievement for him, great achievement for the club in, in, in itself. Yeah. Um, how can you, can younger players who you perhaps might be targeting can look at that what he's achieved and think, hang on a minute, if he can do that, then there's no reason why. I think what the young players have here is the pen, potential of opportunity. Now that's not limit, you know, that's not unlimited. That is that is they can see players either in the team or in the squad who have had opportunity. Um, whether they're all capable of being Alex Scott is a, is a different question. Players need to aim to be as good as they can be. Uh, and certainly it's good to have role models. I think Alex Scott is a, a player who epitomizes um, what young players can do if they, are, if they are switched on enough, dedicated enough. So he's had two really uh, outstanding seasons in the championship. I hope he has another one. Another young player, Tommy Conway. Yeah. Just from a manager's perspective, have you seen his game develop over the course of the season? Not just his goals, but his all-round all -round development, his all-round play. I think, I think where Tommy's really improved is in his uh, physical adaptations. He's always been a finisher. He's always been hungry to score goals. So, I, you know, that side of him, I hope, will never change. And I think that is what, I think that's what top strikers need to have. And uh, if you watch people like Naki Wells when he trains, he still has this boyish uh, Necessity to be in amongst the goals, but that's great. And and 
when you get young players like that as well, Tommy's very much like that. Um, Andy Vyman's desperate to, to, to keep improving. You know, you've, you need players who are driven to be as good as they can be. Um, but of course, one of the pitfalls sometimes for young players is uh, they may forget what gets them into the team in the first place. And that's where it's about understanding what you are and being as good as you can be. If Tommy is uh, as driven as he's been over the last two seasons, I think that's, you know, he's got a very bright future. Um, but of course, it's uh, for goal scorers, there is that, that added pressure of, of uh, continuing to score. He's got a good chance because he's always in the middle of the goal. Did you learn anything about from his character in the way he responded to the Fritz and Sheffield United no, to come back and not score? really. No? No. We wouldn't set challenges for players if we didn't think they were able to rise to them. Simple as that. I, I, just want to ask about Anis Mometi. sure he's pretty frustrated about his lack of game time over the last few weeks. Is it just a case of him... Having to remain patient. Listen, he is a player who is for now and the future. Yeah. I, I, I have absolutely no doubt that he'll be a big player for us. So uh, I, I don't worry about things like that. And, and he is working really hard. And when he gets his opportunity, um, we will do what we always do, and that is support our players to get the best out of them. So... He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, he, I think he started his time here really, really, really well. Um, and he's probably put himself under a bit too much pressure. But he's, you've got to remember that he's had rejection before and he's desperate to do well. And he will do well here. Uh, really well. I mean, he's earned his full, full cap for his country. Um, and he, he will continue to be a very important event member of our squad for the rest of this season and I'm, I'm moving forward. Finally, from me, that time of season where kind of contract talks come up every now and again. Has there been any update on the likes of... Not Thomas? this week, no. no. Not this week. Okay. We, look, we just hope, for Thomas, we hope that he's, he um, plays some part over the next two games. And, and, and that, I think that will help clarify the situation. But, I, you know, I'm not... I don't really want to talk too much about that. And, and you know I don't like talking about it um, on here. I know, it's, I know it's something that would be speculated on. But, but all I'll say to you is that I'll make sure that we keep you up to date when there are, when there are developments. And that's, that's all I can offer for you at the moment. Thanks. Okay. Um, some of the loan players, like of Stefan Bayich, um, it's important that you went out on loan um, in January. Uh, what's the kind of update you have? Like a loan, obviously, Brian Tinian's the technical director. Does, does he feedback information to you as such of how the loan's gone? Because obviously, it could be a big summer for Stefan with Nikita. It's not about somebody like Brian. We, we know. We, it, it's, it, it's not formal communication. It's, it's continual uh, communication where Everybody who needs to be in the loop is kept in the loop. And, and as I've already pointed out with, uh, with the young players, for, for players who have either been out on loan or maybe have um, 
not played their part in the first team in the way that they would like, pre-season's always a fresh start. And I go into, and we go as staff into every pre-season with eyes which are very, very open to having our opinions changed. So uh, if you finish the season at number one in any position, you've, <laughs> you've got to perform to stay there. And I don't, it doesn't matter who that is. That's just how it is. And I do apologise for speaking about Thomas, obviously, what you said previously, but um, obviously with two games left, he could potentially play two games. Is there scope for him to perhaps be brought back into the summit to look at him training-wise? Who? Thomas Callas, because obviously he's got... No, we don't, need for, we, we don't need to see him train again. That, you know, we know what he's capable of. We know he's capable as a player. Um, there are other elements to it. So... Um, but again, it's not really it's it's not really right for him to sit as a third party hearing me and you discuss him. You know that's not that's not. Uh, they used to say probably in the twenties and thirties the done thing, old boy. So we'll leave that one. But he will. You know he's a player I like. He's a player who uh, he's a person I like too. Um, but clearly, it's been a difficult eighteen months for him. So we'll we will we'll see how things go over the next two days, uh, two days, two games, and uh, yeah, doors are, doors are never closed, you know. And uh, on Saturday's opponents, uh, some managers believe that uh, Burnley, perhaps one of the best teams in championship history, and obviously as a previous winner of the championship yourself, how do they perhaps stack up, or is it wrong to compare because obviously every season is different? It's up to anybody to compare whatever they want. Uh, but I think uh, people would could argue uh, cases for lots of teams that have been very, very successful. Um, but year on year, the league is a little bit different. And, uh, you know, for a side that comes down from the Premier League, there is the added advantage of having a bit more financial uh, clout um, but I think there have been some great stories over the years and whoever wins the championship title really has very much earned it and what's the, the most important thing in any given season is that whoever wins it has earned the right and has been the best side there's no doubt in my mind about that and obviously, uh, Bristol City women won their championship. Yeah. And on Sunday, it was a big day. Obviously, news announced that they're going to play at Ashton. Yeah, obviously, yeah. It, it feels that, like just being at the training ground that the women's title win has perhaps brought a lot of optimism around the place a bit. And it's a good feeling here at the moment. Yeah, I, I think, and there should be. I mean, they've worked very, very hard over the last two seasons. Came um, relatively close last year. Um, but... Lauren and her staff work very hard. The girls have been, um, you know, I always enjoy uh, seeing them work here. They've, been, they've had a great season. And, and I think women's football in general anyway has made huge improvements. Uh, or even its profile and its, uh, the way it's been received. Um, but, but certainly across our country and, and 
we've had a bit of catching up because worldwide there's, uh, there are countries which have been ahead of us and I think on a national level we've caught them up and I think the, uh, the Women's Super League now is getting really good exposure for our women's team now to be playing there I think is, a, is a, something that we should celebrate. Um, they've worked exceptionally hard to achieve success. Uh, but of course, they, they will need to have, uh, I think, um, a bit more investment this year to be competitive. And, and, and uh, you know, I've not really spoken to Lauren too much about that. That's not really my business. But I think it's really good for our football club. I think it's great for, it's great for the area. Uh, and, uh, yeah, really proud of them.